a lot of times people try to overplan what they want and they overthink what they want and they they think what it, it hinders them. Hey, I want to be a movie director. So then they won't do like they want to be a film director. Hey, and then they won't do a wedding video because it doesn't map to their film directing. Yes. Meanwhile, that's the thing that like would help fund their film or at least give them more reps in the field. I think too many people once they say, okay, I want to do this, they don't pivot. Mm. I didn't want to start out being, I hated documentaries as a kid. Now I love them and I'm obsessed with them. I hated them as a kid. I didn't want to be a documentary filmmaker. I didn't want to follow a man around. Like that wasn't my goal in life, but those, the ability to pivot and take opportunity, I think is now like we're going to be able to make Hollywood films in 10 years. Like Gary and I are planning on taking over Hollywood. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's the Bearded Man podcast with your favorite, the world's favorite bearded man, Bob Bay. Each week with our guest episodes, I try to put the spotlight on someone who in my eyes has given themselves permission to live a life authentic to them. Our guest today is from Strodesburg, Pennsylvania. Today, he's the executive creative director for Gary Vaynerchuk, where he spent the last seven plus years ideating, creating, and informing creative for Gary and other brands that they've built. He's also the founder of Made By, a New York City-based luxury fashion brand focused on design and true collaborations with people and brands. Make it, make something, Made By. Today on the podcast, the one, the only, D-Rock. There he is, baby. How are we doing? Hi, my mom would be pumped. Um, Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Bro, absolute honor. I want to give you some context as we get into this conversation today. Two things. One is we briefly, briefly met through Clubhouse earlier this year, and I was telling you the story of how... You remember this. I was was a full-time Uber driver, uh, and I was pumping your guys' guys' content, Daily V, uh, the podcast you were putting out, like 2016 through 2018. The content you were creating was so crucial for my early creative career and i mean there are many people that have played a role in getting me to where i am today but i'd say gary and the stuff that you were making with him and babin of course just the utmost uh appreciation and gratitude for everything that you guys put out because i think who i am today is a product of the mindset and the content that you guys have put out during that era and still to this day i consume it but those were the most pivotal years in forming and shaping my mind to not care about the numbers not care what people think do it because you actually want to do it. Believe in yourself. Like everything that you guys preached over those, especially that time frame, it became to my lifestyle. So first off, I want to say thank you because um, it, it, I just wouldn't be where I am today without everything that you created with him over these last couple of years. It means a lot, man. Listen, I uh, you just brought, I'm like kind of tearing up a little bit. You brought back a lot of like really good nostalgic memories, like Babin. Like I miss that dude. I'm so pumped <laughs> for him. He worked with Hassan Minaj. Like really like creating like really incredible content um, brings me back to like Andy and me and Tyler being at the office until like 1030 at night, 1130, 12, like really just like open up a bottle of wine and just like grinding <laughs> all night. Um, and it's funny, like the only reason I'm here is because I watched a video of Will Smith when I was a kid and it's a mashup video of like all the high motivational things that he said. And I was like, I watched that video probably like once a week or every day almost, like, just kind of get myself motivated to do something. 
Um, but then the other part, the other part that like you're kind of brushing by is like you put in so much work. It's yeah. not like you heard that stuff and didn't do anything. You like you took that yeah. and then you did something with it. And I think <laughs> I think a lot of people miss that. And I um, I'm proud of you. And I think um, hopefully we can inspire more people to do that. You yeah. Know? And I always said like if I can make one video like the Will Smith one, mm. I would be happy and. Honestly, if you ask me today, I could die a happy man right now. Yeah, Everything can, else that we do is gravy. I can Everything else we do is just going to be fun. <laughs> and that's why it's so easy, you know? I can only speak on my behalf, but you made the Will Smith video time over time over time over time over time again with everything that you have done. And I know that I am speaking of just one, but I know for a fact there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions. There are people, and I know you probably get DMs and people you know, that pull you from a side, but the content that you guys have created is so important. And one thing that you guys have preached over the years was like, you know, you don't know what could happen from following this idea. And so I start podcasting, drive Uber for 19,002 rides. I meet a guest by the name of Brandon Cohen, who founded this company called Liquid IV. A year later, I, a year yeah. later, I get hired by him. Yeah. And then it's not until you connect the dots back and you're just like, how did this happen? So it's just, but, it's so much it, truth to what you guys preach. Yeah. And, and also like, honestly, we made everything for one person. Meaning like that people are so confused of like, oh, I want to get a ton of followers. I want to build up like a ton of like a big audience. I can do whatever I want with it. Live off my own terms and do whatever I want. Well, when people are misunderstanding, like you only need to impact one person. Mm. And like, honestly, honestly, if like, you're not good with yourself, you can like really work on that too, you know? Yes. And I think, I think too many people in the world of social media, in the world of followers, in the world of clout, I think too many people focus on how do I get more views versus how do I build a better community? How do I, I always tell people, if you have a thousand followers, if you have 20,000 followers, if you have 20,000 followers, you are filling up Madison's uh square garden <laughs> you're like if you have a hundred followers imagine yourself in an empty room with a hundred people yeah. that would be a lot of people yeah and like too many people go oh i need a, a hundred thousand or a million followers i'm like no you need to focus in on your hundred and twenty thousand people that are, are following you yeah like ours or like you and i have not really taught until just now yeah but now that we've taught this ain't going to be a friendship that we have for a long time. <laughs> you get it? But like that, yeah. Like I'm going to see you and we're going to hug and it's going to be like, <laughs> I know you. And like, that's how it is. You I know? can't wait for that. <laughs> no, but I mean like that's, I've, I've been around it too much now for the last eight years being with Gary. Yeah. of like, Hey, kids like you and me are now going to become the establishment, you know? Yeah. Like so many people have DM me and emailed me like, Hey, quit my job, thing. now I work at Sony. Hey, now I work here. Like, we forget that we grow up. Mm. And like, the entire generation that watched the Gary Vee thing mm. is gonna be the next layer of entrepreneurship. Yeah. And that's where it gets really fun. We're like, putting in the work, building equity with people, doing the right thing. Yeah. Focusing in on that community is like, the number one thing that I would tell you. Like yeah. that, like, I don't know how many listeners you have on this. If it's 10 to 5,000, 10,000, a hundred thousand, whatever it is, man. 
as long as you're speaking the truth to them and like really trying to help them and like really going deep with them and understanding what they care about, I think that's where you know empathy is empathy, right? Like Gary Weinbrand. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Like caring about people will always matter in the end. Yeah, I think something that I realized. Two things I want to say. Two things. Uh, something I realized about my story very early on was quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. So the amount of incredible people that I've met in the last five years since starting my creative career in podcasting, I I mean, just some of the biggest movers and shakers within their own lanes. And I'm not the guy with hundreds of thousands of followers, but I've been able to find a way to navigate doing it for the right reasons, having good intent, being a good person, trying to give value when, when I could. And also to say, you know, you mentioned like, you know, if you're somebody with a hundred followers versus a hundred K thousand, you know, a hundred thousand followers, it's actually what I've learned across this journey, right? I'm somebody that's been creating for five plus years, might have less than five, you know, 6,000 followers on Instagram. So people immediately go, you've been doing it for so long, but like, you know, what's the point? Why do you keep doing it? If you haven't hit tens of hundreds of thousands of followers, I've always looked at it as like the longer that I'm slept on quote unquote, or not having all this attention, the, the more prepared I'm going to be for if the attention came, right? If I had popped off that second episode, I wouldn't know what to do. I would be like all this attention, all these opportunities. I, I just started podcasting. I don't even know how to run my own show. Now it's like I'm in a place where I can sit down with Zuckerberg. I could sit down with Gary. I can sit down with Elon Musk and I'm ready for it. So well, you put in the rep. Yes. You know, and it's like, it's very, life is very, very basic. And I think I've learned a lot, of course, filming, editing, Gary V videos. Like, I, I, I was learning too. I'm still learning mental, like what, who I am, what I'm good at, self-awareness, all that stuff. And I think people just need to put in the work. Listen, it's very easy for me to say this because now I've been with Gary eight years. Gary also made content for five and a half years before me. <laughs> and like people, Gary had like 20,000 hours on Instagram when I first met him. He had a million on Twitter, but like he had, you know, 20,000 hours on YouTube he had done it for five years. Like that's not a lot if you yeah. think about five years. And like now, listen, he did it in a, by himself. Now that he had a team, he was able to scale it. And I think he only got to where he was because he did so much on his own to build in and put in the reps. Yeah, you know, you got to really want it to then yeah. be able to get through that tough process of like in the trenches. Exactly, and also like. People laughed at us when we did Daily B. People were like, You're, you guys are so crazy. Like, document, like, it's so, like, the amount of time we would walk into a restaurant or a place and be like, This is weird. Like, and me and Gary, like, looked at each other, like, We gotta just keep going. Like, we gotta keep doing it. Like, even though it, it, it felt weird socially. Um, I'm a giant man following <laughs> Gary behind with a camera all everywhere. Yeah. And, like, that is a n- weird stigma. You know, and like it was very weird in 2015, 2016. What's crazy is what's crazy is you created a movement, right? Like you've created where people go, I need to get my D Rock. When when I was about year two in my podcast career, I moved out to LA. I found a, a young videographer by the name of Kirk, and he was just like hungry, wanting to work, and he became he became my D rock. Like he would follow me around. We'd shoot, we'd shoot pieces. We shoot BTS of all these guests coming in. So I think it's so, it's such a, it's a tip to hat to you because I think you were the original one that came up with that concept. Like Gary, let me just follow you. And I think he was a little bit of resistance at first of like, I don't want a camera guy following me around, but 
you 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 stepped out and you created like your own lane, which then has rippled. And you're going to see this. I mean, I've been saying it to every entrepreneur I've ever met in the last three years. You need to find a D-Rock. You need to find somebody that's going to follow you, document you, and start making content around everything you're doing. And it's going to be, it's you're literally just, you're almost like shooting a mini doc every single day. And it, it's, that content is going to be so valuable. But back then when you guys had started, nobody else was doing that. So it's, it's a great example of, you know, thinking of an idea, nobody else is doing it, but like, let's just go and see how, you know, how this works out. Yeah, and honestly, Bobby, your your connection feels a little soft. I, I can't see your face anymore. Um, as long as happens. you can hear, as long as you can hear me, you're gonna be good. It, it yeah, happens you, sometimes. Got it. You're like breaking. Unfortunately, up you're not gonna see this beautiful bearded face. But as I long know. As, like, what's <laughs> as long as um, you can hear me, we're good, and yeah. and and the export it'll look and sound fantastic. But thank you for letting me know. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I mean, thank you, and I appreciate it. Listen, I think you know, I don't want to like downplay gary because i think he was very supportive of it but at first he was like it was weird like casey nice had started blogging every day and he had done it for himself he was the he was the creative he was the maker he edited it he polished it it was his so he knew the output every time gary watched the first 10 daily v's just to make sure i knew that like hey this is a client meeting or hey you can't talk about this in daily view we can't show this like we filmed everything like <laughs> i even filmed people getting fired in the beginning like it was like wow. it wow. was it was everything and yeah. so like we went through our own learning process but i think what gary uh you know like you know the first daily v was gary saying no i just showed up at his next meeting and that was daily v one like wow. it was just like purely me saying i need to do this he loved it, and then we ended up going at uh, doing it full time. Obviously, what we didn't realize was the power of Daily V was not only for this mini doc and document in this entrepreneurial life, but also was the vehicle for the hundreds of clips that we produce a day for Gary on the social platforms, right? Um, and I think. Yeah, listen, like the movement of having a D Rock and all that. I again, like I, it's so weird. I don't like talking about myself in like that, that way. I like I like more just talking about like values and stuff. But I appreciate the compliments and it means a lot to me. And got, thank you. Gotta give gotta give credit where credit is due. One one thing I definitely want to highlight because I know most of this conversation is going to be about kind of just uh, where you're at today and looking back on just a lot of lessons, but. The, the chapter before you started working with Gary V was really important. There was like this four-year period, which I think you've called your dirt phase, where you worked grave shift at Amazon Warehouse. You totaled your car. You moved to the big city with $2,000 to your name. You're making money through Craigslist. You worked at Best Buy. You made restaurant videos for 20 bucks. You worked at a party company that did inflatables on the weekends. There, that is your dirt phase. There's a four-year period. What is the mindset? How are you... How, what are you telling yourself every single day when you're not, nobody's looking at you uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the sense of a creator? You're not working with Gary Vee yet. You don't even know who Gary Vee is just yet, probably. But how, what is your mindset? What are you telling yourself every single day when it's really early on in your career and you know that this is what you want to do? Yeah, it's, it's funny. All back to that Will Smith video. Um, you know, he had a few lines like, hey, if I got on the treadmill, I'm going to die or you're, you're going to get off. Like, I'm going to yes. die on this treadmill. And I think then there's like another quote in there of like, hey, I, my parents told me I had to build this wall. And they didn't, they just told me that I had to lay the brick 
as perfectly as I can lay it and then do that over and over and over again until you have a wall. And I think those value and my parent like my parents were always like, Hey, like I grew up I was homeschooled. I grew up very religious. Uh my parents had a great moral compass. They taught me words like accountability, courage, mm-hmm. determination. These are things that I've been I grew up with. And I think that foundation was definitely a part of my success. But also like came from nothing, um, had a birth defect, um, had 13 surgeries. Every time I had a surgery, I thought I was going to die. Some perspective on life. I think all that stuff helped me. Um, and then number two, it's just like, I really wanted it. Like, I really think that I, I always thought I could be Steven Spielberg and invent a new, like, E.T. or Star Wars or, um, Disney, like Walt Disney characters and stuff. And it's so funny. You know, there were, there were many moments in my life where in my career with Gary, I was like, eh, I think I want to go off and do my own thing. And that thing would be just like, let me go make characters and movies and tell stories. And it was funny. We had met this one kid, Charlie Ebersol, who, incredible guy. I just, anytime we met with him, his energy was always light and happy. And I remember him saying, hey, I want to build the next Walt Disney. And then Gary kind of was like, that's kind of like what I want to do. And ever since that conversation, I was like, yeah, but that's what I want to do. And so like having that, and I was like, wait a minute, like eventually we're going to buy Cocoa Puffs and make cool like animation films about it. We did not know that BeFriends and NFT were going to be a big thing. Like <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. And like, Honestly, it makes all the sense in the world, and that's why I'm with Gary for the long haul. Like, I think that we have the storytelling capabilities in order to make the next biggest cartoons and IP in the world, and that's what I want to do. You know? Yeah. I, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, just at the which the speed of the way you guys operate, and when ideas come, it's very easy. It's very clear to me that. The infrastructure is there to move quickly, just as quickly as V Friends rolled out, and that's still a world that I'm I, I'm learning, and um, I, I'm waiting till sometime this year where I can start bringing on people that operate in that space, so I can start sharing it with the world. But just yeah, and, uh, and honestly, I want I want to like cut in real quick because I, I didn't really please. fully answer your question. Um, honestly, it was a lot of reflection. I'm a very I'm very um, emotional. Like yeah. inside of myself, I'm critiquing myself all the time. You know, in the beginning, when I was just myself, I was judging myself a lot, beating myself up. But now that I've like matured and learned a lot through Gary, I've like really gotten to this place where it's like, wait a minute, you're allowed to fail. You're allowed to be not hard on yourself. You shouldn't beat yourself up. But I will say that it fueled me to get to where I was. The constant, hey, can I do this? Can I get to the next place? Am I good enough? Who's ahead of me? Paying attention to everything around you and yourself was kind of like what the, uh, I guess the catalyst to kind of get me to where I am today. And then obviously as you look, look at you, what you said of like, hey, now I can do Zuckerberg. Now I can interview Gary. It's because again, you put in so many reps. Like I was editing videos just for the sake of editing videos. Like I would, so many people were like, yeah, but I don't have footage. I'm like, just go on YouTube and download anything and just edit stuff to get them, learn how to tell stories. And like, it's so out there if you want it. And I just had that mindset. 
Like I, yeah. I know, I knew that it was possible because again, we grew up in such a time where the internet was a thing, digital video and platform where we can share whatever you want to share was a thing. Now you just need to put in the reps, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think that's what it comes down to is that's how you know if it's something you really want to do is like, you know, it's going to be a lot of work. You know, it's going to be a lot of trial and error. You understand that maybe nobody is watching you or listening to what you have to say, but there's this inner, there's this inner uh, fire that just tells you to just keep going. That it's that you don't know where this thing's going to take you. Like to me, when, when I thought of the idea of starting the podcast, there were a lot of things that aligned in my life. And honestly, I felt like what my, my, my back was against the wall there was no other option but to start this thing. And I, and I had to navigate how to fund it and how to pay bills. And just like, we all have our own story and our own, you know, hurdles that we have, we have along the way. But I think that's the key is like, you have to listen for that inner voice that's saying like, this is what you're supposed to do. And even though people around you might be questioning, why are you doing it? How is this going to work out? How are you going to make money? There's just that inner belief that you have to go, I know what I want to do. I need to do it. And as long as you're consistent with it, I truly believe that you will find a way to navigate and find a way to make a career and make a living out of it. A thousand percent. And honestly, I think about what you just said is like, that's a lot of that is auditing your time. A, yes. your yes. time of what you're doing. Like me, I did not do anything. I did nothing but work. And I had a girlfriend at the time. We would hang out on the weekend and occasionally if I was not working, but I didn't go out. I didn't mm. hang. I didn't do any. I didn't go to movies. I didn't buy clothes. Like, you know, eight years later, like, I would say last year, like, the first year I really bought clothes for myself. Of like, oh, I actually can, like, now buy things that I look good in. <laughs> Versus, like, what I would do is, like, always go to discount rats, always fucking just buy whatever I could in order to just somewhat have something, wear hoodies and jeans. Now, like, I literally just started investing myself. But so many people, as soon as they get a dollar, spend it. it. And like, what I love about Gary, why, you know, so there's so many reasons. <laughs> but the one reason that I love about him the most is him and I will sit on an airport floor and eat dirt. Like we will do, it will, tomorrow, him and I will be at an airport and we can just sit down on the floor and be fine. So humble. We're like, we're like, a lot of people get fancy so quick. They need the lounges. They need the, like, they need the espresso. Like, it's just so, I came, came from nothing, so I know the value of a dollar. I think if you're on this journey of, like, hey, I want to make it, learn the value of a dollar. Mm. Like, truly learn the value of a dollar and have better perspective on your world. Um, went to Africa with Gary for Pencils of Promise, the charity thing. Those kids are smiling, man, and they're happy, and they have nothing, hmm. you know? And I, I just think that if you can get to that place internally where, like, if you're happy with nothing, then everything else is great. Because then I go to my sink right now, and I have water. Hmm. You know, today I have no hot water in my apartment because they're in the, a building, but I still have clean water to drink, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like that, if you can really get there, like, really, really go within yourself, if you can understand that, then I think everything else, again, made the one video that changed one person's life, I can die tomorrow and be happy because the impact of that that has is so much greater than one person. Yeah. You know? Well, what, I, what I'm hearing from you, because I've, I've been down a similar path where 
pretty much the first three years of my career was not, there was no balance. It was work, 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 save every dollar. If I spent any money, it was towards my career. I, I would, I'd be willing to bet that during that three year period for you, while you're building your career, it is a lot of stillness in the sense of you have a lot of reflection time and you start asking yourself the deeper questions and you start realizing like, what is this all worth? What, what, it, what do I, how do I want to impact the world? How, you know, even though I don't have a lot of money in my pocket, you know, I should be grateful that I can afford this meal. I should be now, you know, even now having that, still having that perspective, I'm grateful that I have water. I'm grateful that I have a roof. Like all these things, when I hear people talk about it, it's, it's a, it's really just the product of them having some, some stillness by themselves and not being, you know, around people and, and being able to reflect in that headspace of at the end of the day, what really matters. And when you can grab onto the gratitude of that, I think it just allows you to operate and move in a different space so that when you guys are sitting on the floor of, a, of an airport, you're fine because it's actually bringing you back to the roots and it's regrounding you and like, Hey, if we've got nothing, we'll figure it out. But if we have, you know, if we've got everything coming our way, we're also going to figure it out. It's, it's both sides of the coin. A hundred percent. And like, I think life is made up of those moments, right? Like, yeah, that's just part of it. And I think too many people think life should be one way versus like literally just taking it as it comes and adjusting yeah. as it comes. You so do many really. People, so many people want to plan out your life, right? They're yeah. like, oh, at thirty, I need to be married. At, 35, I need to have a kid. At 40, I need to be able to, like, be 15 years closer to retirement. Like, it's just so... They, they think of life as linear, and I don't think of life as linear. It's very, like, up, down, around, inception, right? Yes, like, yes. Like, it's just so many... I don't know. I What you said was exactly right, and I believe in that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think uh, I'm guilty of it, too, where we, we create these narratives in our mind that we have to find the girlfriend. We need to have the job that pays us X. We need to have the house by X age. And then we start comparing ourselves to where other people are within their own career. But when you get really internal and you just realize, where was I yesterday? Where was I a week ago? Where am I trying to go? At least having an understanding of what that vision looks like in the grand picture is important. But I, I'm not, I personally don't like putting timelines to certain things where I can't control certain opportunities. I can't control when I'm going to meet the right person. I can't control when X person is going to give me the opportunity I've been hounding them for. So I think it's just about getting clear on where you're trying to go and then trying to just flow with the world and not force things because as soon as you start forcing things, it just doesn't feel right. And you know, then it, sometimes it just doesn't play out the way you wish it would. But I think there's like this balance of like being honest and self-aware enough to know what do you really want, but then mm -hmm. also just trying your best to enjoy that process, to trust the process that when the time is right, when it's meant to be, it will all come. And up until that point, you might as well just enjoy the ride because uh, the last thing you want to do is stress. And then five years later, you finally get there and you're like, well, I just spent the last five years stressing about how I was going to get here. And now I got here and I'm like, I'm happy, but I'm also just mad that I just spent five years just, you know, nervous and angry that I wasn't ever going to make it here. Yeah, and, and honestly, like, the big thing that stuck out to me of what you were saying was a lot of times people try to overplan what they want and they overthink what they want and they, they think what it, it hinders them. Hey, I want to be a movie director. So then they won't do like, they want to be a film director. Hey, and then they won't do a wedding video because it doesn't map to their film directing. Yes. Meanwhile, that's the thing that like would help fund their film 
or at least give them more reps in the field. I think too many people, once they say, okay, I want to do this, they don't pivot. Mm. I didn't want to start out being, I hated documentaries as a kid. Now I love them and I'm obsessed with them. I hated them as a kid. I didn't want to be a documentary filmmaker. I didn't want to follow a man around. Like that wasn't my goal in life, but those, the ability to pivot and take opportunity, I think is now like we're going to be able to make Hollywood films in 10 years. Like Gary and I are planning on taking over Hollywood. Like it's just, <laughs> you don't, life is so not binary Yeah. in terms of like every decision being like, if I do this, this won't happen. Yeah. Now, life is binary of like, you have to make a decision, but life is so not binary in the, in the fluidity of it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I think we love to uh, we love to create the narratives of like, if I choose to do this, then this is going to happen. Instead, it's like, I really, I love the the one, uh, the the brick comment you said earlier about Will Smith, because I, I just read his book and that the first, it's the opening page, he tells that story. And I was like, I think I just summarized the, what this book is going to be about in that first three to five pages. But um, w- when he talks about the one, you know, Stacking that one brick, I look at it similarly like what every day, just what is the one brick of that day? And instead of, you know, calculating, well, how is this wedding project uh, film going to get me to the film, you know, to shooting my Hollywood, uh, you know, big picture. It's yeah. just like, what, what, is, what am I, what am I faced with today? Right? Like I woke up today knowing you're on the, on my podcast list. I've, I, you're somebody I've always been honored and would love to chat with. Today's the day. That's all I care about. This is the win. This is my, this is the peak of my day. I'm going to honor it. I'm going to appreciate it. And then I'll worry about the next guest tomorrow and the day after that. Quick break from today's episode, and then we'll get right back to it. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than the greatest matcha company brand in the world, Tenzo Tea. Now, if you're watching, uh, I got this right here in my hand visually. If you can't, Unfortunately, you can't see this beautiful canister with the Tenzo matcha logo, and it's where I pour my matcha into to then scoop out every single morning. 2021, this was one of the biggest shifts in my life. Sustained energy throughout the day. Okay. As somebody that loves coffee and still do to this day, I went from 2020 uh, being a 100% coffee drinker to literally, I kid you not, 2021, I became 80% matcha, 20% coffee. Let me say that one more time. 80% 80% matcha, 20% coffee. A huge, dramatic shift in my life. I'm not just saying this. I'm telling you the most authentic truth. What I love about matcha is that sustained energy aspect and not this high peak of a high and a low immediate crash. I mix my matcha with almond milk every single day. I make a little latte and it tastes fantastic, okay? 64% of American adults drink coffee every day and pay the price with dehydration, jitters, excuse me, anxiety, headaches, switching out the morning coffee for matcha helps to stay level-headed, focus, and avoid the coffee crash. Uh, Tenzo Matcha contains natural caffeine and L-theanine that helps keep you energized and focused like a Zen monk, a Zen monk. You can head to tenzot.co, use my promo code, thebeardedman, all one word for 25% off your order. I'm telling you right now, this stuff is an absolute game changer. I use it in the morning. I use it sometimes before I'm about to go out. If I need a little extra kick, a little extra step in my, or a little extra kick to my day. Um, it's just such a game changer. And I think you're going to start seeing people wanting to try it more moving forward. Each scoop has 36 uh, milligrams of caffeine. So you're getting a lot of caffeine and it's unbelievably delicious. I signed up for the monthly subscription, so I don't have to worry about ordering it. It shows up in my doorstep every single day, mix it in with a little bit of almond milk, 
and I am ready to fire it up every single day. So please do yourself a favor. If you're looking to reach your potential, if you're looking to have sustained energy throughout the day, if you are looking to utilize the best 24 hours of your day, you need to add in Tenzo Tea Matcha into your daily routine. Once again, head over to tenzot.co. Use my promo code, thebeardedman, all one word, for 25% off your order. You're going to thank me. But the only way to figure that out is by trying it. Tenzot.co, thebeardedman, 25% off. Go check it out. Now, let's get back to today's episode. It's really just about focusing on the day in front of you and not getting stressed and worried about how are all these dots going to connect you to where you're supposed to be. Like I said earlier, I didn't know I was going to start a podcast, meet a lot of great people, meet the founder of a company, get hired. It's not until I look back on it and go, this is why, this is how it all worked out. But if I was stressed about it in the beginning, I never would have made it this far because I probably would have just gave up and said, this isn't going to work out because I'm not seeing anything today. A thousand percent. And and that, and that perspective honestly only comes from doing the reps. Yeah. Like we talked about earlier, right? I want to like read that book. I haven't read his book yet. Um, but I, I did just finish essentialism. So Uh, good. I forgot the second book's name. And then I went to, um, I went to, uh, atomic habits. Oh, I haven't read atomic habits, essentialism, Greg McCone. Wow. That's a beautiful book. Less, less, but better. That, yeah, that, that, that solved a lot of problems for me. It like decluttering your life and prioritizing yourself and like really understanding, Hey, in order to get to that place, you really got to like audit yourself and like really declutter yourself. Yeah. Um, help me. And then atomic habits was about when you said, Hey, what do I want to really accomplish today? And how do I snack habits? How do I, for me, I feel like I was full of shit for the last three years on some of the side <laughs> projects stuff that I wanted to do. You got to throw ideas at the wall, though, right? What? You got to throw ideas at the wall, though, to see what works, though, right? 100%. And, and honestly, it's all part of the process. But I think as you like develop and grow and as time is passing by, you're like, okay, I got to really take action on this. And I think one of the most beautiful things about the Friends project was Gary just took two weeks. We went and sat in Malibu and he drew everything. And like, as soon as he got it done, he knew it wasn't perfect, but he knew he wanted to get it out. And because he got it out at a certain time that he did, in the peak of like NFT coming out, the project worked. And I think so many people would, I even said to him like, hey, these don't look good. We can like redesign them. He's like, no, I want to put these out how they are. And he's like, okay. And then that works. And I think too many people overcomplicate it um, and try to make it perfect. And a lot of yeah. times this is not a, this is not a let's make it perfect. It's a let's get it out and see yes. what we can learn from it. You know, yes. get it to the eighty percent where you feel comfortable with. Put it out there to the world, whatever it might be, and then learn from it. Because you're you're that that and that's something I want to talk to you about today. Because um, I think it was in a pod that you were on in November twenty one. Uh, so a couple months ago, you had talked the quote you had said that really resonated with me because I'm a creature of it. Is structuring yourself to be creative is a hack, and I don't and. And obviously you're a creator, so that's a big that's a big part of today's conversation. But I think that is so true for anything else, is like when you build structure into your day, that's the hack. You're you don't ha- you're not allowing time to like, I'm gonna start page one of this book and start writing, and then like three hours goes by and you haven't, you know, you haven't dialed in on on you know, writing the 10 pages that was that you want to write the day. So how how has structuring been important for you? Yeah. So <laughs> It's funny. I was um, a decent editor and a videographer, and I don't think I'm actually the best videographer or editor in the world. Um, 
I truly don't like. I don't think my my skills are there. I think what I am good at is I I've learned how to you know Gary broke me. <laughs> I always say that Gary broke me. He <laughs> he wanted it to be fast. I wanted it to look good. Mm. And I think in that balance, I would always spend a little bit more time on the creative, and he would always be like, "You need to go a little bit faster." And I think <laughs> I think that in that contradiction of where we were able to get Gary's brand to like do the dope shit like the daily videos and like mm. put out epic short films and stuff, but also like put out the, we put out 150 to 200 pieces of content a day. So in a world where you have to get as much content out as possible, there is no time to overthink. Yes. And I think listen, six and a half years of my life was that it was like, grind put out as much as you fucking can <laughs> bleed out of your eyes and let's go and i think COVID. i'm, I'm grateful for covid unfortunately like for all the people that had all their health issues and everything i'm i'm sorry but for me covid was very good because it like kind of gave me a break to, like mm. go within myself more and honestly like the last year has been like the least productive of my career and you know gary and i have talked about it a lot and it's like Bro, I don't really care because like you've been so such a hard worker over the last like seven years that yeah. it's fine if you had a somewhat off year. Let's just get back on the horse again this year. But creative structure, I think you need to just force yourself to get something out. When you know back in the day when I would be filming and editing Gary videos, I kept hearing you got to post, you got to post like in the videos, right? When he's telling all of you guys you got to post, you got to make content. So I started doing that, and I and then. And for me, I would like fall off of it. Oh, I didn't post today. So then what I did was put an alarm in my phone and made sure I put out something at 8 a.m. every morning for a year straight. And that helped me build my brand, you know? And I think that is structure. I also think that the time constraints that Gary put me under was structure. Um, You know, in the beginning, Ask Gary V took me three days to edit. And then by, in the heat of it, when we were like doing Ask Gary Vee, it was like a 45 minute edit. Wow. Right? And so like that just comes off. When you go to the gym and you're lifting 20 pounds for the first time, it's heavy. Yeah. But then if you go every day for the next three months, 50 pounds becomes better. Yeah. Like, right? And then 20 pounds is light. Well, that's because you put in the reps, you know? And I think, again, atomic habits, stacking these like mini little tasks to. My goal was I had to film an episode of Daily V and then the next day get it out and I would edit until like 4 a.m. and like get it out, <laughs> right? And like that to me was like my my uh, structure, yeah. right? And then over time it changes and it develops, but I think putting yourself under time constraints really matters. Well, going, going along and, with... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go, please, please. Me, uh... The creative thing also, like, I got in tune with myself, you know, after the, it, it, we went through the heat of like, hey, you need to get out all this content. Then there was like a period where I was like more doing like Instagram clips and stuff. What I really learned about myself was on some days where I wasn't feeling creative, there was no way of forcing that shit. I had to just put it aside, go do email and go do all the logistical things that I had to do also in my professional career. But on the days I felt creative, I just went all in. Yes. Does that make sense? So, like, getting in tune with who you are, I think, especially, like, now. Like, now if I was, like, as a creative, like, starting up, I'd be like, bro, 
on the day you're not feeling it, go walk, go for a walk, go work out, go do something else, and then come back and you'll be like refreshed. I think so many people who don't have Gary constantly being like, hey, get this out faster. I think that's a good formula for you. You yeah. know, it's good to switch up things when you're feeling burnt out or you're not feeling the inspiration and doing those things will allow you to then get re-inspired. But I want to go off of what you were saying though, like, um, you know, building structure allows you to show up. And I know before you were mentioning like kind of last year, um, you know, maybe like taking on too many projects that, you know, maybe weren't the best alignment for you. I'm kind of curious where you're at right now. Like, are there any rules or boundaries that you're starting to build not only in your career life but like in your personal life and like how do you make sure that the things that matter most to you are getting the time and attention that it needs in a world that wants to pull you in every you know you know direction i appreciate no, there's nothing more than i appreciate the rock than people's time so knowing that i got you for 60 minutes of your time today is an honor because this is pulling you from something else so how do you make sure that the things that matter most to you, you're actually putting the time towards it and nothing else is getting in the way. Great question. I, I love this question. Um, and I appreciate that again. I'm humbled. Um, and honestly, I love talking to people. So like this hour is fun and special. And I know we've been jamming for a minute, so it's good to finally make this happen. Yeah, baby. Um, so thank you. Uh, yeah, just truly auditing yourself. I know I'm repeating myself, but like, if you want something, you have to work for it and you have to set yourself up. Like I don't hang out with a lot of people. Mm. I'm very selective with the, my circle. And a lot of them are people that are doing things as well. And like, we're, if we are hanging out together, we're talking about how to improve that. And then we're talking about how to build on each other, how to like help each other, what we're going through, like constantly auditing who you're with and what you're doing with your time. And honestly, man, like, I'm going to be very vulnerable. I'm always going through that process. I am not perfect. I am still trying to figure out where to prioritize, what to work on. I'm still trying to do that after like, even though I'm like eight years, we've done all this thing. Like I'm growing up, I'm auditing like what I want to value and like what I want to accomplish. And, and honestly, like right now, like I even have it on my wallpaper. Let me see if I can, I want to show you real quick. Please. Um, this i have oh you know, wow that's great and and honestly, right sentence of your book design something for made by up oh, hit the unlock one meditate yeah. for a minute work out twice and then drink a gallon of water i love that right and so like that seems very basic but those are things that are important to me on my everyday for my personal self yes. that i now do and yes. my life is a lot better because of it and i think if you can take small steps like this or making to do this or you mean like just putting time in your calendar to like think yes. or putting in your calendar to make putting time in your calendar to then you start realizing wait a minute instead of watching the hour netflix show or while you're watching netflix show design something or work on something that you like you gotta like just really think about what you're doing with your time yeah. and a lot of people are either complaining with their time uh for lack of a better term, jerking off in their time and, <laughs> or, and, or just like wasting it. Yeah. You know, well, and what like, I yeah, I'm sorry. I put out the like, post the other day. Um, I kind of like summarized my top IG post in like one post, but 
the one that I really loved was if you had $86,400 in your bank account and someone stole $10 from you, would you be upset and throw the remaining 86,390 away? And the answer is no, because if we have 86,400 seconds each day, don't let a negative 10 seconds ruin your entire day. You run this shit, pay attention. Right? Like life, that, to me, drop. is, yeah, that's life. And I didn't write this. It was out there somewhere. But that, to me, is it. Like, we only have one life. If you're not maximizing it, we're all going to have bad days. I have bad days all the time. I have bad moments all the time. But then you just got to pick yourself back up and you got to go back to your path and like really work on it, you know? Yeah. I, I, I do have to say, d you do a phenomenal job with your Instagram in the sense of even though, like you said, that you didn't write that or create it, but you curate it and you you create a page that does an incredible job of like showing who you are. Uh, I love how you'll post like the picture of like the Vayner Media office and like this post is for you for people to connect. Then you're sharing out content like that that helps change people's mindsets. I think you do a really good job of curating who you've become and the mindset you've developed based on the crew that you you work with every single day that people seeing it don't have these people around them to to help encourage them and motivate them. And <clears throat> there's been days that I've seen your stuff, man, and, and it really... It's unbelievable how it can just take that 10 seconds. You, you 10 seconds can ruin somebody's day or 10 seconds of reading somebody's post on Instagram can com- completely redirect them and give them the reminder that they needed. So uh, I think you do a phenomenal job. And I, I, I saw that post, I think it was two days ago. And I put yeah. my favorite was number two was, uh, was Gary said, uh, <clears throat> stop giving a <laughs> people thing. It's funny, bro. That's how Gary the most viral photo on Instagram. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> And honestly, like, I, it's so funny, man. I, I actually got a framed over here, the cardboard. Oh, you do? COVID. That, that, like, that actual, that actual from that. Yeah, I, ha- I have it. I, <laughs> here, hold on one second. Yes, please grab it. Oh, that is phenomenal. Oh, that's legendary. Because to me, I was like, wow. That was, hold on one second. Yes, please. Um, to me, that was so, like, just a moment for me because, you know, listen, we're all trying to, like, we're trying to, make content that is obviously seen. Like, we're also not, like, over here, like, oh, we don't care about light. Like, we're not, like, not calculated about things, and we're always trying to break the feed and get attention. Yeah. Um, I had seen dude with a sign do this stuff, and I'm like, bro, like, we need to do this. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm like, bro, just, like, walk outside with me. He was on a call. So he's on a call in this photo. Um, and I was like, bro, put on these sunglasses. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, just do it. Uh, we do it. And it's his most like photo on Instagram. So to me, it was just like uh, another like moment of me like pressuring him to do something, and it worked out. But what I will say is like, oh, wait, what were we talking right before that? Uh, Bro, Instagram. Let's yes. Just, yeah, yes. let's go back. Yes. Remember, I said earlier in the in the interview, I was like, hey, like you know, back in the day when I started posting, I had to put an alarm in my phone. Yes. The biggest lesson I learned from that was. The days I was like really feeling it and like wrote something like really powerful and yeah, this is gonna like motivate them ended up being not the thing that worked out the best. It was always the days where I didn't want to post and I had to think about what is, what do they want to hear? Mm. What do like not what do I want to say? What do they want to hear? Mm. And that those were the days I put out the best stuff because I didn't think about it for myself. And so that's where like a lot of my Instagram behavior went. It was like, how do I bring value to them? 
that I think that mindset really helped me as well as if you told me that I could go right now and even Spielberg had an Instagram account all the years that he was coming through the process of becoming who he was and you saw like the bad moment where he broke his clavicle like I did last summer. If you saw like him like writing something like really motivational, that would inspire people so heavily. Mm. So for me, this is a journal, this is a diary. My Instagram had journal, a diary, moments of my life that I want people to pay attention to in 10, 20 years. Mm. I want people to go back and be like, wait a minute, he broke his arm, he's having a low time, he readjusted and he picked himself back up. You know, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he like he wanted like he he just wanted to spew these like ideas out and he just like people do too many things for validation and they don't do enough for the long term vision, if that makes sense. Totally. What I'm also hearing yeah. though is not only did you show up and listen and realize what do what did they want to hear and what do they want to hear, not what do I want to say? But also props to you for showing up on the days when you don't want to do it because those are the days that stack up over time. There's going to be days when you feel great and you want to share out and share and do the thing that you told yourself you're going to do. And then there are going to be the days where you don't want to show up. Those days are more important than the days that you do feel good to show up because those are going to be the defining moments that really build the momentum and, la- and allow you to get to the place that you want to get to. Yeah. And as cold as it sounds, you're in this alone. Nobody cares. Truth. I think the most liberating thing that Gary's ever said to me was literally nobody cares. Yeah. And I think if you can get into that mindset, like I make content, my living was make, making content for Gary V. There are videos and things about Gary that I have no idea that he said that are out there. If my job is making content for Gary V and I don't know every single piece of content that Gary's put out, how the fuck? you think that someone's supposed to care about what you post on Instagram. Mm. And I think that to me became the biggest help. Cool. No one, I truly have to just do this for myself. Yeah. You know, and I think if you can get there, it's liberating, man. There's no pressure. You're only doing it for you then. And like, whether that be your shyness when you're talking in public, whether that be your, um, you're, you're working on, you're dribbling. You hear it every time in every successful story. Michael, Le, LeBron James and Michael Jordan dribbling and shooting free shots. Yeah. Like uh, Jeff Bezos working like late night. Like you hear it all the time and they're doing it for themselves. I think what people end up doing is they, they want the validation. Yeah. And that's where, that's where you get caught. You're, yeah. you're in it alone, but remind yourself that the greatest decision you can make is to become your biggest hype man or your biggest hype woman. And when you become that biggest hype man or hype woman, you never need anybody else except yourself, which makes all the difference. But don't be delusional. Agreed. I completely agree. You know, be, yeah. be, uh, be realistic. Like, yes. Be self-aware. I think, and now listen, you can be delusional in terms of like, hey, these are the dreams I have. Let that be a North Star. Let that be motivating to you. Let that be your motivation. But don't say, hey, I'm going to be a, the greatest public speaker and you're not doing podcasts for free every day. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and not putting out the reps. Get real Get real about what you need to do in the day-to-day that's going to actually stack up and put in those actual reps. Uh, we're going to get into the final five questions. These uh 
can be answered in one word or one sentence if possible. And if you got to say a little bit more than one sentence, of course, the mic is yours, DRock. So please. I guess I've been ranting a little bit. So <laughs> I apologize. Keep it going. I love it. I'm, I'm here for it, brother. Question number one How can people learn to give themselves permission to follow their interests and ideas? Um, hmm, I think this point is back into the last one of like, if you want it, you got to like really just spend time on it and i think what too many people do is they do something and they're like this is what i want to do and then once they realize it's not what they want to do they keep going because yes. they think they have to i think pivot readjust reprioritize i think that's been internally like even i'll probably tweet that after this interview <laughs> just because like it's so important it's like you've got to just always reprioritize yes and i think that's in your creative in your uh career in your personal life everything. Yes, I know? completely agree. It's all seasons of life. Just be aware of what you're going through at this moment in time. Every day. Question number two, if you could go back and tell yourself one piece of advice at any point of your life, what would it be and when? Um, focus on your health more, like fit, physical fitness. Like I went so deep into the work part, I completely ignored my body. Mm. And I think that was like not a good idea. Um, and then sleep a little bit more. Mm so important I, and i would challenge and say yeah. not only uh when we prioritize the physical health i think it also goes hand in hand with mental health along it so i think yeah every day i work out i'm like yeah i feel a lot better yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you know, so common sense you know my, my, my buddy uh buster he i think two years ago started, i saw him last night two years ago he started working out every day and he started a thing called no days off office or no no off no day off or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Just literally do something physical every single day. And a lot of times that'll help clear your mental health and it'll help you, you yeah. know? So important. So important. Question number three. Uh, this might this might be the same answer, but also very, uh, we'll see if, it, if it's different. What's an area of your life you need to put more effort into? Um, now it's going to be work again, career. I think, again, 2021 was like very good for me physically, emotionally, uh, in my personal life, really figured out what I want to do in my life. Now it's back to work, you know? Mm, I love that. I back love that. I'm yeah. really excited to edit Instagram clips and try to figure out TikTok and YouTube short. Like those are my, those are my objectives. Let's go, baby. We're here for it. I'm here for that content, baby. Uh, question number four, what's the first step anyone can take to reaching their inner potential? Hmm understanding that their inner potential is only uh will only happen if they do something about it so good so true fifth and final question as somebody wraps up listening to the last 50 minutes of this podcast what is one challenge you have for the listeners today as they finish wrapping up listening to this um whatever you do if let's i, I want to break it up into two categories one if you're a content creator and then two uh normal life one content creators Go on Twitter and post a hundred times in one day and see what you come up with creatively to get to that hundred. I think, you know, the first 20 is usually hard when I've done this exercise with other people. The first 20 is easy. I have like five quotes I want to share. I, want, I have these images I want to share. I have these links. I'm going to repost something from Gary Vee. It's great. Then it comes to the last 80. And I think that's where people understand that, wait a minute, there's so many different ways to like, 
think about content. Let me take a photo of this plate of tomatoes that I just <laughs> ate for lunch. Let me share another five articles about these things. Let me go and engage with 10 other people, retweet their stuff, add my thoughts on top of it. It gets you out of your creative funk. I think me having a Twitter for the last six, six or seven years now is the tool, the spark to like help me come up with new ideas for creation mm. and also help building your community. So like that as a creative, I know it seems so off, but it's hard to make a hundred pieces of content on Instagram. Um, because it's just like different, you know, yeah. Twitter, there's no pressure. You can yeah. write, I've done tweets for like I, and then another tweet love. And then like you, <laughs> like I've done that stuff and that's three tweets. Right. I think try that exercise just to try to get out of your creative funk. Love. Uh, and then in life, uh, not giving a fuck what other people think, you know, like Gary Sina, like that's it. I think too many people are too dependent on validation from other people. Be your own champion and then also be self accountable to yourself. Yeah. So good. D rock. This has been an incredible 52 minutes, man. It's, uh, when I, when I, before we got into this podcast, before I jumped in with you, I, I, I sat here for about 20 minutes and I cut off my phone. I just wanted to get still. And I had to really think and picture about who I was and where I was when I really started listening to you guys. And it feels like a lifetime ago and it was only four or five years ago when I first started pumping the content uh, and listening to you guys. But what a difference in who I am, in the way I think, in the way I operate, in the way I move throughout the world. And I know I said it and I, and I can't say it enough and I will say it for the rest of my life, but sincerely, the content that you guys put up um, has just been such a pivotal moment in my life. When I hit the one year actually of my podcast, I actually came in and did a podcast with Babin at VaynerMedia. And I've told yeah. him many times since that, yeah. that was, that was, that was a, uh, there was a lot of moments along that first year that were adding fuel to the fire, but to be in the office of, of the content hub that was helping me, that really sparked like, you just need to keep going. Two months later, I moved to LA and the rest is history. And I just want to say that everything that you have done and still continue to do to this day is so much appreciated and forever grateful for just the energy and the mindset and everything you do. And uh, I hope that someday I can find a way to uh, reciprocate that energy to you, man, because it's it's been... It's hard, bro. It's already been done. No, I, know. I know, but it's already been done and I appreciate it. Even this conversation, like... The greatest thing I think about Gary is, is like one of the things I think I have, which is like we genuinely love people, and like this conversation will remember. And like honestly, I will hug you at some point in our life. Like, and that's gonna be fun. And I think you know that should be a, a testament to to like I think what we're trying to get across. I don't know, man. Like, listen. <laughs> again, thank you. I'm like again, like getting. You say, yeah, you don't. Have, you don't have to say anything, man. You don't have to say yeah, anything. I just I'm have to make sure that you know this. Yeah, I'm getting pretty emotional right now, but I also want to like um, give you kudos too. Like you've done it. You're doing it, and like this is now just a <laughs> timing thing. Like keep grinding. Keep yeah. putting your head down. Like keep going. You know. Five years later, still in the dirt, my friend. I'm still very much in the dirt. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed today's 
podcast, please screenshot this episode, post on your IG story, tag DRock at DRock on IG, tag me at Bob A, BL, three Bs, four A's and Y. Share out the podcast, your IG story. Let us know what was the biggest takeaway, what was the learning. Post it everywhere. Tell us what did you learn and know, uh, or what, what was the change in perspective. In, uh, in the description below, also linked up, is his Twitter at David Rock NYC. And also you can find on Instagram at Made by. Uh, is his clothing brand where they're making stuff. Anywhere else I should send the audience after listening to this episode. No, man. Thank you so much for having me. And That's I'm it. humbled and blessed to be here. Thank you. Oh, it's an honor, man. Fellow bearded brother. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bearded Man Podcast. See ya. Love it. <laughs>